wonderful in him. Brother Brown brings it on down to where that it's uh, uh, to me even a little bit more beyond just knowing your name. He said he knew ever flee that ever to be on the earth and how many times it would bat its eyes. Can you imagine how many fleas are on the earth? Much less how many times he would bat his eyes. Uh, and what, what was your problem that was so big that he can't take care of? I'm sorry, I forgot. It's, it's amazing to me, all the things that he's done for us. And yet when a dilemma comes up, we act as if, though, he's never done one thing. And yet he's still so loving and forgiving that he forgives us of our unbelief and just knows how we are as humans. Aren't you glad of that? If we, if we did that to one another, we'd get so mad we'd never speak to him one another again. Well, you'd say, you know me. You know better than that. You know I'm a good friend. I'm a good buddy. I ain't going to. Why would you treat me that way? Wes, I don't. Not God. Not God. We do it over and over again, Brother Dale. We get so upset and so frustrated. We act like he ain't never moved one time in our life. And he just waits till we get past the fear, the frustration, the doubt. He says, hey, I'm still here. I love you. I'm waiting. I'm going to move for you. God bless you. It's good to be together tonight, isn't it? Presence of the Lord. Let's turn to the book of Revelation, if you would. Chapter 1, verse 19. Read verses 19 and 20. I want to speak again tonight on the, the church. As the church of the living God, this is what we do. We believe God. We live for God. We trust God. It's what we do. Notice this now. The mystery of God being revealed, John is on the Isle of Patmos. Paul is already gone. He's been gone now for about 30 years. He died around 66 AD. This is now 96 AD. Peter is gone. James, many of the apostolic fathers, many of them have already been killed, beheaded, crucified, torn apart. All kinds of horrific things happened to them. So they live their life and they preach the word as far as what they knew. And yet, for the most part, many of them never even knew the book of Revelation. It was not written, right? It was not written. And yet they preached the gospel as far as what was needed. And it produced an alpha bride. A bride in a perfect state in that original place of where God wanted her to be. Now we come into the phase to where God is speaking of the future state of the church. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. 
the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand. Now remember, prophetic book, the book of Revelation is, so it's filled with symbols, all kinds of symbols. Makes it very hard to understand because some of it's already been fulfilled. Some of it was being fulfilled in the days of John. Some of it will be fulfilled 500 years later, some 2,000 years later. But some of it Jesus actually interpreted as he went because apparently John needed the understanding. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Notice there's not eight. I got an email yesterday from someone that it was via another individual wanting me to answer a bunch of questions. And the question was from an individual in Africa was, is Brother Joseph Branham the eighth messenger? Now, you'd think anybody that would have read the Bible and people that would read the Bible and the message would know there is no promise of an eighth messenger. There wasn't eight stars. There's not eight seals. There's not eight stripes of blood. There's only seven. Friends, you realize as we go on in time, the heresy, the heretical things that will arise around us, it will be as the Lord told me to tell you years ago. I don't know if you even remembered or not. But the Lord told me to tell you years ago. It would come to pass there'd be so much nonsense around this message. We'd have to hold our head above the shame and the reproach it goes with all the stuff that's around it. But don't you let that pull you away from the truth. We just keep going right on. To me, it even proves it's even more right. You don't hear a bunch of stuff around the denominations. The devil don't even fool with them no more. But where the truth is, it's where he's going to do all that. How many would like to be remembered tonight before the Lord in prayer? Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gathering together tonight of your children. We're grateful, Lord, for what you've done for us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for those things which are, for those things which have been, which those things which shall be. We ask you, Lord God, that you would help us tonight. Take your words, speak to us. We've come, Lord, that we might be sheep. We've come that the people of God, that we could sit at your table once again. Our hearts could be the fallow ground by which the word of God could be able to come into us, Lord. We could be transformed. Help us tonight, Father, we pray. Open our understanding. Bring us further enlightenment, we ask, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. Must have been a great, wonderful time. God bless you as you're seated. As the church first started out in this in original state, and uh, we don't know exactly how long that it was in this state. Must have been for several years when the Spirit of God moved among them. The originality of the Word, it was the impression, of course, of the, uh, of the very life of Christ Himself. It had not yet moved into the span of the church ages because the corruption of the church ages has not expanded to where they were. So it was a, stat, a status, a condition of the original virginity of the Word. No doubt the devil was there. He's always been there. He's always tried to come in. But it was as if, if though the devil was learning things too. He wasn't really sure how God was going to go, what the new doctrines was going to be projected. So he was listening. 
listening as the apostles preached, hearing what they had to say, trying to see how the Spirit of God was going to move and catch the direction of the Spirit of God. Because the New Testament church was totally different than the Old Testament. He could see the types and the shadows and see what God was doing. But it had never been quite like what it was whenever Acts 2 came. So it took him a while. You can watch him as he, as he begins to look at it. And a few weeks go by and then a few months goes by. And he changes the oppression and the pressure leaves the Lord Jesus, of course, when he leaves the world. And it comes against the apostles. It's amazing when you read that you don't find any accounts in the Gospels how that the apostles were oppressed, thrown, showed at them. People hated them and cast out as long as the Lord Jesus was here himself. That's because the devil hanged all of his guns on the Lord Jesus. But as soon as the Lord Jesus was gone, he come back in the form of the Holy Ghost living the disciples. All the powers of hell turned against them. For the most part, if we would have been here when Brother Branham was here, we wouldn't have had too many trials. All the guns of hell would have been after him. But for all these years that he's been gone, guess where the guns are aimed? At us. So that lets us know that we are his greatest enemy and he fears us definitely more than it is in any of the religious sects and denominations that there are out there. So it must have been a wonderful, absolute wonderful time. Now I hope you don't think me strange tonight. I believe there will be a reoccurring of that wonderful span of time that was at the beginning that will reoccur again at the end. Where that the bride will actually be a bride virgin to the pure word of God. She will have her heart, her soul, her mind, her strength, everything centered on the Lord Jesus. And that there will not be any human government that actually the bride part will be influenced by. Now there will be of course sin and things around us until we are changed. But yet I, I believe and I can prove it by the word that we will come back to being that bride that it was at the very beginning. Amen. That was the alpha bride. That was the bride time when it began. Now it changed from being the morning light of the sun to being the morning light of the bride. I don't know if you read it or not, but this week, the Israel has decided that they want to send, uh, you know, and one of these spaceships that's going to go up to the moon before long. Israel decided that they wanted to put a Bible up on the moon. Well, you know, I, I appreciate all that. I'm not sure what good they think it's going to do, but my Myself, I see already that the bride is identified in the moon and the moon identified in us because the bride is identified with Christ. And yet putting a Bible up there, we can nail a cross up on the moon. That ain't going to save nobody. That's right. We could build a church there. You know, uh, some of these folks around the message will probably want to take a message book up there in case there's any Martians so they could learn how to push play. They'd want to push a tape up there and lay it around or somebody want to uh, put their pastors one of his books it ain't gonna do no good praise the lord that's right so you know what we want to do is to have the word of god manifest in our lives where there's life if there's no humans there it won't do any good to put a bible there if there's no humans there it won't do any good to put a cross it won't do any good if you covered the whole moon in tapes uh, you know that won't do a bit of good and then they unless there's a human there to be able to hear it it still won't do them a whole lot of good unless there's a preacher there to help them understand it that's apostolic 
Now, but there was a span of time now, and we don't know exactly how long it was, but there was a span of time that they were the bride, pure, unadulterated, untouched by human government. Now watch this in the resume of the ages. We learn the most amazing truth that the Holy Spirit could and would fall upon unregenerate, false bind Christians and manifest powerfully in various signs and wonders, even as Judas had a definite ministry in the Holy Ghost ghost though he himself was pronounced to be a devil with these principles in mind we start to trace the church through the various seven ages now remember seven ages not eight the birth of the church was at pentecost as the first adam was given a bride fresh from the hand of god and was undefiled for a brief span now watch, so here was this woman in the Garden of Eden. Her name was not even Eve yet. She was just a woman. She was, he was Ish, she was Ishai. And yet God called them, of course, by their identification by position, that the Hebrew word that God gave them, he was the man, which meant red, which was the color of the dirt that he took him out of. So he was Ish, and she was Ishai. She was given her name Eve after she committed adultery, showing the type of the denomination and every system and every move that would come together and they would get their own name, whether it would be Baptist, Methodist, Pentecost, Tucson, Perugia, whatever it would be, it's a sign they're guilty of adultery when they no longer want to be called Christians. Come on, saints. I thank God for this message, but I want to tell you one thing. Don't you put me in a denominational cult to cause the name message is becoming no more than just another denominational move. And people say, message, message, message. All it is is another denominational tag. They don't believe the message a bit more than many of the Lutherans didn't believe Luther. So don't call me just message and make me an old, cold, unregenerate, come on now, moss-back Christian. I want to be identified as a born-again, Holy Ghost-filled child of God. That's right. Now, notice then, so Eve actually fulfilled two types in the Garden of Eden. And that was in the first, first little bit, however long that it was. We don't know how long that she was there either. But yet she was there a part of her husband. She was the Ishai of the Ish. She was there in the very paradise of God and watching as her husband would control the elements and the wind and, and so on. And God gave her to her husband and they were in perfect harmony waiting for the further fulfillment of the word. So she fulfilled the type of every born again elect and all the future ages that would come that would stay true to the word. But she also went on to make and fulfill another type. And that was other people who would come out from the original begettle of the word and allow their womb to become defiled and then take on 
their own name. So now both types are there in the woman that is identified as we know her as the mother of all the living. But yet when she was in her original estate, she prophesied by her life of Acts 2. She prophesied of this short span of time by which the church would be undefiled. She also prophesied of Israel prior to getting a king. She prophesied of every age that would come thereafter when God would give them the word and they would stay true to the word but because she went ahead and fulfilled the other part some would stay true in Eve's first type others would follow Eve's second type very same woman same move don't you understand our message has these two images inside of it there is an Eve around this message that will not make a denomination but there are others around this message that have many of them already have they've made a denomination they've done accepted man as their leader praise the Lord but that ain't me I said that ain't me how many can say that ain't you either Amen. Sure, we believe in preachers. You don't want Donnie Reagan as your leader. You don't want some other preacher as your leader. You want to be led of the Holy Ghost. You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and born again. Sure, we need shepherds and pastors and evangelists and so on. God never made me to be your Holy Ghost. God never made some other man to be your Holy Ghost. So Eve lives this time in the Garden of Eden in the presence of God, in the presence of her husband, under the auspices of the book of life being into the hands of the original owner, which was Adam on the earth. And then, of course, whenever she become defiled and she received the headship of another over the top of the headship of her husband, she typed every denomination that would ever be. She typed every move of man that come out from under this last day prophet's ministry. Ministry. Now look, we could call many, many names tonight of men that was with Brother Branham and he calls them all now by name, many of them. And yet many of them waited till he was gone and then they simply carved out a niche by which they could build themselves a little kingdom. And one of them was called this and one was called that and one was called another. What did they do? They typed Eve as she committed adultery. Every one of them wound up following a man and take on the spirit of the man who organizes that religion. Well, come on, saints. But you know what? In spite of all that, there's a bride that keeps right on going. And it's still going right now. The Tate thing is no more than just another organizational move. That's all it is. It's an organizational move headed by a man that's not even born again in the first place. You've got none of these men. None of, no kingdom builders are filled with the Holy Ghost. They can't be. If they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they would be giving their all to the kingdom of God instead of the kingdom of some little old man from Ohio or Jeffersonville or Johnson City or Louisiana. They'd give everything they are for the kingdom of God. Well, praise the Lord Jesus. So it's up to you and I tonight as individuals. We choose which Eve we want to type. We want to type the original woman in the Garden of Eden who was under the headship of her husband, stayed with the word of God, refused all lies of the devil. When the serpent come around, get away from me, you snake. I ain't got nothing to do with you. Or we start listening to the snake and before long we're laying with him. And before long we're producing him. Come on now. Hallelujah. 
Now what? So when God gives birth now to Christ, a bride, in Acts chapter 2. So what we see then is the second Adam has now given birth to the second Eve. Out of there she comes and she stands in the original position of the word with a divine allocation of what gave God gave her to preach the word with. It was so pure and so right that they was able to stand there for years. Now think of it. They was able to preach the gospel and didn't even have a Bible. They did not have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. They did not have Romans, Galatians, Philippians for years. They preached the word of God and they didn't even have a written New Testament. Praise the Lord. Is this true? They did not have one Bible seminary. They did not have one theologian to stand there among them and to try to tell them, well, praise God. But they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they had men of God that were led of the Holy Ghost and men of God that preached the truth. Amen. And told them what Jesus said. Oh, my. Notice then, for this brief span, he goes on to say, for a brief span, so Christ, the last Adam, was given a bride, pure and fresh, at Pentecost. And she remained separate and undefiled for some time. Now watch the scripture. And the rest, there's no man join himself to them. Denominational auspices, you join to it. But notice Acts 2.47, the Lord added daily such as should be saved. That way you and I don't join, the Lord adds us. Well, I come and I want to, that's contrary to Scripture. Jesus said, no man can come to me except my Father draws him. Well, I'll come and I get ready. No, you won't. You'll come and God gets ready. Now, notice this. How long this continued, we do not know. But one day, even as Eve was tempted and seduced by Satan, so the church was contaminated by the entrance of an antichrist spirit. So Eve was tempted in the Garden of Eden, and it was a pre-antichrist. It was an anti-God, anti-word spirit, which had become incarnate in the closest thing to her husband. Now remember when God had begun to unveil his creation upon the earth and Satan standing off somewhere there in the horizontal rainbow wherever he was and he was watching as God expanded his creation upon the earth and it was as though that God was learning more all the time because it was a form of spiritual evolution. I believe in evolution myself. Not Darwin's theory but God's theory. And that is a form of spiritual evolution that God starts in the lower forms of life and he brings it higher and higher. Not that one evolves from the other but as if though there is the link you know to me when I look at all of that I don't see what Darwin saw I see the connection of one creator that kept bringing them higher 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 and higher and higher praise the Lord so whenever Satan started watching all this then he comes and he sees this one creature that looks really different from cattle it looks different from everything else that God made he stood upright stood on two feet and he had arms hanging down you know he stood upright erect and then he notices that God reaches down out of the dust of the earth and he takes special care and he makes this man and then Satan watches and he said wow so this one here was the closest thing to the man so he noticed that Adam's closest one to fellowship was the serpent well the serpent could talk and he could reason he could think 
Oh, Adam could talk to a mule, but you well know no mules there. Adam could talk to a donkey, he could talk to a horse, you know, that bray, and the, the tiger would come over and purr like a kitten and all that. But the serpent had the ability to be able to talk. So God made him so close that he could talk the word. I mean, uh, so he could quote the word, he could think about the word, he could talk about the word, he could actually even put the word together. I hope somebody's hearing me tonight. And the devil watched in the very next thing above the serpent was what? The man, which was made in the image of God. So whenever Satan started studying and watching and he realized that the woman in years and years and years, according to Serpent Seed, 1958, after God had done quit creating, then he brings the woman into view. And what was it? She was made out of the broken continuity of God. So everything else was male and female, male and female, male and female except when it come to the man and the woman. So God made the man and then he let the man be on the earth for years and years and years by himself. And then God looked at him and said, it ain't right. It's not good for the man to be alone. So I'll make him a help me. So now remember Satan's watching. He said, wow, this is different. God made her and she's different than anything else. So what I've got to do is somehow connect the dots between her and something else that will be able to interconnect by which I will be able to use because what I want is this earth. I want this earth. I want this garden. I want this paradise. I can't get a hold of that son of God. I'm afraid of him. I better stay away from him. I can't get to him. But I've got somehow. How am I going to do it? He said, the woman. That's what. It, the, oh, that's it. The woman. But he said, what can I use? What can I use? He might have looked at a frog and said, no, knee deep won't do it. Knee deep. Knee deep. The horse. No. What about a monkey? No, what about a chimpanzee? I'm getting higher, I'm getting higher. What about a silverback? What about an ape? What about a gorilla? No, no, he said, oh my God. The church, I'm, 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 I mean the serpent. He can think, he can talk. I'll guarantee it. His seed will mix with her. So one day, here he comes with a tape under his arm or a quote book or a Bible or however you want to figure him in your mind. What was he quoting? The message of the hour. He wasn't preaching Luther's message. The serpent wasn't Catholic. He was in the message. Yeah, as God said. Right? Well, he didn't go back and get the word back out of when God began to create the earth. He didn't go back and in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But he brought it down to the hour she was living in. And brought it right down trying to confuse her on her own position in the word. Well, hallelujah. I wish somebody preached to me tonight. And what did he do, Brother Dowd? He was able to talk to her and get it over to her. And he pulled her out of that innocent stage. Now there he found a pattern. He found a pattern by which if he could find an instrument on the earth that would be so close to the truth that it would take away the fear. Now the serpent was not such some kind of a black monster out of the blue lagoon. And he come up and had a big old eye about that big around and big old long claws and a big long tail. And when he come up, Eve just saw. But he looked like a message believer. I mean, he looked like a serpent. 
It was a serpent in sheep's clothing. Praise the Lord. Well, what was the clothing? Hiding behind the auspices that he believed the word. Well, praise be to God. My, my, my. So what does he do? He pulls around that position. Well, you'll be crying now. Then the second Adam is given a bride, and he comes right around again. It's a wonderful tactic I used back yonder would work. It worked on her. It worked on the children of Israel. It worked in the time of the kings. It worked in the time of the judges. I wonder if they'd work again. Now they got the Holy Ghost now, and they're smarter and everything, but I can't believe everybody that's in that group of people, all of them's got the Holy Ghost. Them Holy Ghost people, you got to watch them. They're, they're different. There's some about them are different, but I can't believe everybody that goes to Happy Valley's got it. Everybody that says I believe Brother Branham's got it. I believe there's some of them in there that's still able, if I could be able to get that serpent among them, I believe there's some of them that'll swallow it hook, line, and sinker. So here he come among them and said, no, look, we better protect what we've got. This is going to get lost. This, this, this message, this that we've got here, Paul's going to die. Look, some of the apostles are already dead. They're already dead. And we're going to hang all of this. Why? The Lord Jesus wouldn't want all this to be lost. We need to protect this. We need to get together. And we need to set up a structure by which this can be taken around the world. And we can be able to run it right here. Uh-huh. Right here from headquarters, we'll tell everybody what to do and we'll tell them this and that and the other. There you go, you sly serpent. Now what's amazing is Brother Branham tells us this Antichrist church was actually there on the day of Pentecost. But he didn't say this in the upper room. They see, everybody that's in the upper room that got born again of the Holy Ghost, you'll never make a denominational man out of a man that's got the token. Never make a kingdom builder out of a man that's got the token because the very life in him absolutely refuses to take the place of deity. Praise the Lord. No, sir, you'll never do it. But there were some there, remember, when they went out and preached to them, then there was three more thousand that was added. Oh, don't say they got the Holy Ghost, so does it. So they started coming around and being identified. Well, they heard them preachers preaching on holiness, and they heard them people shouting and carrying on. And Brother Ram said they met down there in the catacombs, and they met in them little old buildings, and he said some of them hack-a-fluting people come around, you know. And they said, oh, we don't want all this shouting stuff. People think Nicolaitanism is only preachers. You need to go back and listen to the seals. You'll find out in the first church age, it wasn't even the preachers that started it. It was some of the people said, hey, we don't want all that stuff going on around here. All that speaking in tongues and carrying on the way they do. Hey, friends, that ain't dead. It's right among this message. Well, hallelujah. Brother Donnie, you only say that because you're Pentecostal. I do. I do say it because I'm Pentecostal, but not 1906. This. This Pentecostal. Brother Donnie, when are you ever going to get out of that? Never. Never. Oh, but Brother Donnie, that's what keeps you from getting so deep. If that's what you got to do to get deep, deny the word, I'll never be deep. 
Well, there you ain't going to tell me the prophet of God didn't say an invisible union. Hey, the only kind the word can bring forth is them shouting, screaming, Acts 2.38 youngins. He said, that's the only kind the word can bring forth. That's the second Adam's children way of acting. Oh, but one of our moves that's around us is saying, the token is the tapes. Huh? Yeah, I just heard it said the other day that Jesus in the rapture is coming looking for tape churches. Wow, I thought, man, I can't believe I missed that. So I get my computer and I type it in, Jesus coming looking for tape churches. Zero hits. And I'm thinking, wow, Brother Ben didn't even know that. Man, a lot, Brother Ben. I wish somebody let Brother Ben know that. You know what it is, friend? Serpent talking. Denominational. Oh, come on, don't get quiet on me now. We've done been down this way before. We're not a coward church. We're not afraid, friends. Amen. We've stood when this wasn't popular, much less now. So what Satan want to do? He want to get right among and say, you know what? Now, well, we, we like the brethren and everything, but actually we, we, we just separate ourselves from them. They preach too hard. They don't have love. They don't have understanding. I mean, their preachers are ignorant, and we need to educate ours and send them to Franciscan school and, you know, pump so-and-so and pope this and that and the other and bishop so-and-so and teachers to pulpit manners. I got pulpit manners. John the Baptist style. <laughs> Woo! Boy, you can tell Brother Donnie's just a rough old hillbilly. He don't know how to handle himself. Oh, but I do. I submit myself to Holy, to the Holy Ghost and let him handle me. I think that's a pretty good way to handle yourself. Get out of the way. Forget my pride. Forget my prestige. Forget what you think. Forget what so-and-so saying. Let's just submit ourselves to the Holy Ghost and say, come on, Lord Jesus. This is your service. This is your pulpit. Notice 1 John 4 and 3, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, where have you heard of that should come, and is now already in the world. So it already started riding. But they didn't call themselves Catholics. As a matter of fact, if you'd have looked at them, they looked just like Peter, James, and John, and Paul, and Luke, and Thaddeus. And the women dressed the same initially. They looked just like them. And they would have quoted some of the same quotes. But then, of course, they started pulling away a little bit and saying, you know, I don't know this one God stuff now. I, I, I don't know, you know. I mean, Jesus, I mean, Jesus, Jesus prayed to somebody. He was praying to somebody. Who was he praying to? Same one you pray to? So who do you pray to? You believe God's in you? So is there one God in you and another in heaven? So you're praying to the God who's in you, who is in heaven and in you at the same time? That's what Jesus was doing. He was that God. A 
But said, no, them, them guys, they're, they're too radical. Look at Peter. I mean, the guy, look how unstable. Look, look at John. Look at the look, look at him. Sounds of thunder. That'll never go over. That'll never, we'll never be able to present this to the world. We want to save the world. God ain't going to save the world, my friend. Brother Donnie, if you'd listen to me, I could really help you, really. So if I listen to you for tonight's sermon, and then I'll listen to him for Saturday night's sermon, and then him Sunday, and then her next Wednesday, you're talking about a mess. So I figure I'll just listen to him for everyone. At least there will be continuity. <laughs> Notice he said, Jesus said concerning his bride in that first church age, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. Revelation 2, 45. That church was in that first age already a fallen woman. As Satan had gotten to Eve before Adam, even now had Satan seduced the church, the bride of Christ, before the marriage supper of the Lamb. And what specifically was in her midst that caused the fall? What but Revelation 2.6? The deeds of the Nicolaitans. Already that first age had turned from following the pure word of God. They had turned from God's demand of a church absolutely dependent upon him. Depending entirely upon God to fulfill his word from start to finish. Apart from human government. Friends, you don't understand. You don't understand. Do you know there are preachers in this message, pastors... Their people cannot take vacations until they clear it with their pastor. Some of them can't even trade cars. Add off. I said add off. God never sent me to set your vacation time or tell you when to trade cars. God sent me to feed you. And to preach Christ such a reality that you pray about what car you get. And you pray about going here and there. Not me dictating and telling you you can or can't go. Well, praise God. There's girls from one church cannot speak to a boy from another church. Without pastor's permission. Same with boys. Well, I'm going to preach. You can sit there and look at me if you want to. I'll do that too if you'll show me where the prophet taught her to the scripture. Well, that's the way I... Ah, there we go. Praise be to God. And then I wonder why everybody don't just love me to death. It's a marvel. Notice. <laughs> so human government then goes to moving in and taking the word. And said, so now you go here and you go there. 
Hey, 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 hey. You're too noisy, church. Quivering that hand, shaking that leg. Don't you do that. You'll run people off. You preachers preach too hard and you, you take too long to close. Notice he says, for God to fulfill his word from start to finish, apart from human government, to Nicolaitanism, which is organizing a human government within the church, which as all governments do, legislate for the people. We sit in our nation of democracy. The Democrats get voted in. The Republicans get all on a big row. They vote them out. Then they get fed up with the Republicans. And then they vote them out and vote the same ones back in that they voted out before the Republicans. And then the Republicans get back in. And then they endure them for two years or four years or whatever it is. And then they all rally around again and then they vote them back out and vote back in the other one that was... We're smart, ain't we? Yeah. We're about smart as porcupine. And then we want to bring that trash into church. And pick men that ain't even born again to be our leaders. Come on now, sheepies. Some of y'all might as well admit it and say the truth. It hurts your feelings, but I'm going to tell you anyhow. Some of y'all have said under men that wasn't a bit more born again than the devil was, and you screamed and hollered and backed him 135%. Thought that's the greatest thing that ever was. Well, I'm closing. (laughs) Children, can't you see why we need the Holy Ghost? Oh, but he says his words so nice. I love the way he parts his hair. It wouldn't make no difference if he smelled like a polecat and didn't have a hair on his head. I'd rather have a man filled with the Holy Ghost. My goodness, if he wheezed and carried on off for several months, than I would some movie star standing up there that didn't know the power of God and the Holy Ghost. They did exactly what Israel did. They took the expediency of human government instead of the Word and the Spirit. Why? There's safety and protection. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised how it works in the third world countries. The preachers with the most money who wants to buy support. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It'd make you sick at your stomach. If you knew the denominational carryings on that go on around this word. And if you don't follow them, you don't get no money. Well, praise the Lord. Well, now it's going in the direction when if you don't follow us and play tapes, when, when we say you ought to play them and what tape you ought to play, we're going to blast you. Blast. 
We're going to put you in group three. I've already been identified in group three already. You don't know what I'm talking about, but I've already been identified as group three. Got, got publicly branded from headquarters that I have absolutely no revelation. Well, praise the Lord. But that's all right. You know why? I won't come under human government. Oh, no. I love Brother Tim Pruitt, but he ain't my overseer. I love Brother Mike Price, but he ain't my bishop. I love Brother Ron Spencer, but he ain't my overseer. My overseer is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He's the one that we want to be among us to heal the sick and cast out devils and one day raise our bodies from the dead. Praise God. This is why I don't have, any, have to have anybody's permission to preach these things. I didn't write nobody's permission 14 years ago when I stood basically alone and preached to here I stand. Oh, God called everything imaginable. But I didn't need nobody's permission because he spoke to me right when I walked through that door and told me to do it. Stand alone. I did stand alone. I'll do it again if I need to. You know why? I'd rather take my stand alone supposedly and let him be on my side than all the human government around the message. Come on, children, because human government will take you straight into tribulation period. I don't want to go to tribulation. I want to go in the rapture. I want to come back to being that kind of a bride that I'm apart from human government. (laughs) So however long it was then, they moved from this span of time. Now watch, in the Ephesian church age, when Brother Ram preaches it, not the church age book, but in 1960, he said the first church age started about 53 A.D. When Paul established a church in Ephesus on his missionary journey, established a church at Ephesus, the Ephesian church, he was the pastor of it until he was beheaded in 66, making him 22 years. Actually, it was about 13 years. The pastor of the Ephesian church. After his death, when we're told that St. Paul or St. John the Divine became the pastor of the church and carried it on up into this age. And then the church age lapped over to 170. So the church age began in 53. The Holy Ghost fell in 33. 20 years of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise be to God. No human government. Oh, they had deacons. Yep, they had pastors. They had evangelists. They had teachers. But there wasn't one of them trying to be over everybody else. Well, come on. It was a body. Amen. I said it was a body. There was no Rome, even though Jerusalem was where the Holy Ghost come. But Jerusalem was not the head of the church. Jerusalem was not the mother of it all. It was there that God chose to send forth the gospel. And they come and they was identified together as brothers. But they even parted and disagreed in certain little points. Why? Each church was sovereign in itself. So if the church at Ephesus said, well, I don't feel led to play tapes. The church in Jeffersonville didn't blast them and say they're not in the rapture. So if the Holy Ghost fell at 33 A.D. and the church had started at 53 A.D., what was that time frame before it became the Ephesian church age? 
bride time. Bride light. Alpha time. Now remember, Alpha was not the Ephesian church age. Lord have mercy. Glory to God. The Alpha bride was not the Ephesian church age. Brother Branham did not come to restore us to the Ephesian church age. He did not come to restore us to the Laodicean church age. But to what? Alpha time. Glory be to God. Being that bride they were there with the supernatural God moving among them. That's the church that Jesus claims as his own. Well, praise be to God. And the church said, now watch this. So there came an anticipation moving in the Laodicean church age by which people thought, oh my, you know, there's got to be a time we go back to being the original bride word. Watch this in the resume of the ages, page 377. The age started just after the turn of the 20th century. And it was to be the age in which the true church would return to being the bride she was at Pentecost. We know that there must have a necessity to be a return of dynamic power. The believers sense this in their spirits and begin crying to God for a new outpouring such as was in the first century. What seemed to be the answer came as many began to speak in tongues and manifest gifts of the Spirit. It was then believed that this was indeed the long-awaited restoration. It was not. For the latter rain can only come after the former rain, which is the spring or teaching rain. Now this is why a lot of the message folks resent us emphasizing Pentecost because they think we're trying to go back to this 1906 version. No, the 1906 version was not the return to the original. It was the falling and the manifestation of the gifts. So that portion, oh glory to God, that portion of it is still yet to be manifested in an end time bride. And it can only come when we feel as they did. When they felt in their heart there's got to come something. There's got to come more. As long as we're satisfied, we'll never move. Notice the latter rain is a harvest rain. How could this be the real thing when the teaching rain had not come under the ministry of Malachi 4, of course? The prophet messenger who was sent to teach the people, turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers, had not yet come. What fell on Azusa Street won't get you out of here. Friends, we don't need Benny Hinn. We don't need all these carried over of charismatics and Pentecostals. It didn't produce a rapture for them. It sure won't produce one for us. We need eagle food, not hen food. Well, praise the Lord. It might be all right for them hens, but I'm not a hen. I might have been hatched out under one, but I ain't no hen. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. The harvest rain, the life cycle of rain can only come after the moray, the teaching rain. And the prophet had not yet come on the earth in 1906. Listen, he says, thus what was thought to be the restoration and the final quickening unto the rapture 
has not come. In it was a mixture of the unrighteous partaking of spiritual blessing and manifesting in the Holy Ghost that we kept pointing out to you. In it was the devil power as men were under control of devils. Yet no one seemed to realize it. Then to prove it was not the real, these people even before a second generation had appeared organized and wrote their unscriptural doctrines and built their own fences as every other group ahead of them did. Don't you see when message people do that, they're an organization? When they declare their doctrine and push everybody else out, it's the spirit of organization. So you mean the final quickening hasn't been fulfilled yet? Glory be to God. So the latter rain, the latter rain, which they tried to form up in Canada. I've been right there where it started. Right there in the very town in Canada where they tried to start it. It lasted for a little while and fizz out. Why, it wasn't time. Let me tell you something, friend. When God gets ready to ignite this bride, it'll be something around the world. You believe what you want to with all the fanaticism and stuff that I hear going on. I was thinking about that. I thought, Lord, there must be something so powerful and so real and so supernaturally phenomenal that's fixing to move in the ranks of the bride of Christ with all the fanaticism and all the nonsense. Generally, it foreruns a great move of God. Oh, Lord God let it be let happy valley be stirred from the pulpit to the back let every member of the bride of Christ be stirred around the world we get so full of the Holy Ghost and so drunk on the presence of God we don't care about our homes we don't care about our jobs we don't care about our money all we care about is the word and the fulfillment of the word of God and the coming of the Lord Jesus Glory be to God. How many of you believe that Brother Branham was sent to the earth to gather the loose ends of the ages? Now I run into people around the message and you know those who have left the message have really tried to make a big thing out of this in that they will find things that Brother Branham said and they will go to Clarence Larkin or to Clark or go to Ellicott or FBN or they'll go to all these different Bibles or different commentaries and they will find some of those exact same words that Brother Branham said and I say, ha, 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 we've caught him. Caught him what? You've caught him doing what he was supposed to do. Gather the loose ends. Luther had some truths. Wesley had some truths. Pentecost had some truths. Calvin, Knox, Finney, all of those men. Spurgeon, they had some truths.
truth. Sure, he's going to say truth that Spurgeon said. Sure, he's going to say truth that Larkin said. And people act like there's something wrong. You say, don't you even know what a prophet of God is supposed to do? He said, this minister had no, this seventh angel, had no certain message. It was to gather all the loose ends. And then you've got an element of people in the message that think everything Brother Branham said came directly from God. Oh, I say we got some of them here tonight. Because they got real quiet on me. <laughs> well, you see, friend, I've stood in Brother Branham's study and took Brother Branham's books out and read some of them. And looked at them and thumbed through them and see them highlighted in either ink or yellow or whatever more that he highlighted with. And then you'd find Brother Branham using those same comments. Why? It's truth. But message people want to say everything come directly from God out of heaven. You still don't know what his position is. His position is to gather the loose ends. How's he going to find some of them loose ends? He read them in their books. Hallelujah. Those of you that's ever seen the film, The Ten Commandments, made in 1956, they make a profound statement on there. God made man, man made slaves. Brother Branham never uses that statement until after he sees the movie. Los Angeles, California, 1959. We're children of truth. Hey, if the smiley preacher from Texas can say something that's truth, oh my, I'm a child of truth. All truth is mine. I guarantee you one thing, I ain't going to feed on his website. I'm too busy feeding on Malachi 4. But if somebody tells me something he said, or W.V. Grant, or W.V. Gray Jr., or H.B. Hole, or I don't care whoever it is, and they're saying truth, all truth is mine. Well, some of you getting quiet on me still. You see why? Now, what do we do? If there was not truth, some truth in the days of Luther, all Lutherans would be lost. If there was not truth in the days of Wesley, all Westerns would be lost. If there was not some truth in the days of Calvin, all of them would be lost. But there was truth mixed with error. But the seventh angel comes to gather together the truth of Luther, the truth of Wesley, Lord have mercy, the truth of Pentecost, the truth of Calvin. And what will it produce? A body change. Because he gathers the loose ends. All the loose ends. And some of the poor, ignorant message people, whenever they read a statement. Look, friends, Satan's eating God of this evil age, future home. Some of them great messages that you love so much. Go to Clarence Larkin, 1915, Dispensational Truths. You'll find some of those things word for word. I just devastate some Well, I'm sorry you don't understand what a prophet is. You know, so we made that. After Brother Branham saw the film in Sodom, which was made in 1961, Brother Branham sees the queen there down in Sodom, and she tells Lot, 
What you call sin, I call virtue. Brother Bram quotes that same thing. Deacons, get the fans. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get the fibrillator. I mean the defibrillator, but whatever that heart thing is, we're going to need it here shortly. Shores the world. Get plenty of nitro pills. Friends, we have made this man, we've made him a god. We've made him an idol. Zechariah and Micah said almost exactly the same things. So which one was original? Peter and Jude says some of the same things word for word. I wonder which one was copying the other one. After all, who is it that owns the word what? If you got a certificate of ownership to the word how? What about the word why? What about the word how come? Well, if you don't own it, when I need it, I'm going to use it. So what did the seventh angel come to do? Gather the loose ends. So he could read things that Martin Luther said about Romans 7. said, praise God. Man, that was so good. But then in Invisible Union, it was expounded on a little bit more by the evening light of Malachi 4. So he was able to preach things out of Romans 7 that Luther could never even touch. Don't get in your mind that Luther just preached on justification. Luther preached on lots of things. Wesley didn't just preach on sanctification. Wesley preached on lots of things. Come on, children. And they covered many, many things. I've got many of their commentaries and read down through there. It might be surprising on how they believe predestination. How close to the message they believed it. Just like Oh, but the message folks have got it in their mind that's going to be like three or four hundred people. Or maybe a thousand, depends on what doctrine they're in. Now, all the tape people, of course, they're the only ones going to the rapture because Jesus is just coming for tape churches. That's if you follow that denominational auspices. So he's just coming for tape churches, so we're left out. Right, we're in group three. We're wasting our time anyway. We have no revelation. And we're going to be left behind. So then how many ever follows the headship of group one, so-called? That's how many's going to the rapture. And of course, Paul, Luther, and Wesley, and all them, because I mean, they ain't going to be there. Because them folks actually believe that God pushes play in heaven. You think it's funny? I'm telling you the truth. I heard it said, my friends. God pushes play in heaven. When I hear all this nonsense and trash... As a shepherd, it makes me want to just pull back my arms and just run. Let's run to the Word. Let's pray. Let's, let's fall in love with Jesus. Let's fall in love with the Lord Jesus and get this Word. God, keep us from these evil spirits. Keep us from these enticing demons that's everywhere. Mm. Whew. Let me have a few more minutes and I'll... Notice how the Lord of in church, the messenger will finish up the Lord of sin. The seventh angel will finish all the mysteries that's been lost in the battles before for the truth. Luther raised up, but he didn't have all the truths. 
He only had justification, right? Along come another messenger, John West. It was sanctification. He didn't have it. The Bible said the Philadelphian church, then comes the letter of sin church, or the baptism of the Spirit. But they messed it all up and went right back into formalism like they did in the first place. When he was to look at his Alpha and Omega. Well, what was Wesley? Trinitarian. What was Luther? Trinitarian. You study Luther's writings and you find out there was still much Catholicism in Luther. Mass included. Well, praise God. Nearly every one of these guys, you mention their name, nearly every one of them baptized and titles them are Trinitarians. But when God sent the seventh angel, he pulled from Luther, he pulled from Wesley, he pulled from Pentecost, he pulled from Spurgeon, he pulled from here and pulled from there, and then went beyond where their errors stopped. Well, their Godhead understanding stopped. Their election understanding stopped and brought it to the last phase of the end time under Malachi 4. What is it? The making of a bride. So God's getting the elect Lutherans, the elect Web Methodists. Amen. What will the rapture be? The truth of Luther, which will be the elect of Luther. What will the rapture be? It will be the elect or the truth of Wesley. Some of them just became Wesley Methodists. That's all they were. They won't even be in the rapture. What is the rapture? Doing the same thing the prophet did. Gathering the loose ends of truth. Praise be to God. What is the rapture doing? Gathering the truth believers of Luther, of Wesley, of Pentecost. Notice he said, now there's a lot of truth lost out here. Why? Others compromised on truth. But this seventh angel don't compromise on nothing. He gathers up all the loose ends. Gathers them all up. Well, how are you going to gather them if you don't know what they tell it? Praise the Lord. Oh, my Lord. I found you what Brother Adam quoted so-and-so. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. You ought to sit under a pastor that taught the full truth of the message. Instead of some ignoramus that ain't got more bit more business in the pulpit than a jackrabbit. <laughs> Friends, Brother Branham never made this. We have made this mess. Not Brother Branham. Brother Branham never taught us that it was him and him only. Brother Branham never taught all the preachers to sit down and shut up. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Boy, it's getting warm in here, ain't it? Is it just me? I'm closing. Okay. He gathers up all the loose ends, gathers them all up at his sounding. All the mystery of God should be finished. Oh, God sent him. All the hidden mysteries is finished. It was revealed to him. By what? These hidden mysteries. The man will have to be a prophet. The breach, let's stand together. When the seventh angel begins to sound his mystery, he winds up, stand. 
all the loose ends that these fellows probed at. Luther and them ought to be shouting when they hear us preaching some of their truths. Larkin ought to be dancing beyond the curtain of time to know that his chart helped the prophet of God lay out the future home. Larkin, no doubt, will be there. <laughs> Why? A loose end. Yet other of his stuff was as wrong as wrong could be. Praise God. Now I understand a lot of the message, folks. They use Brother Branham's message just like a compendium or a concordance. Brother Branham says something. I don't believe that. No, 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 no. That don't line up as my understanding of the Bible. You don't understand what a prophet is. Praise the Lord. A prophet is called of God to be able to interpret the word. And if there's something unwritten in the word, God uses him to be able to convey it to him by the realm of vision, which is totally, completely infallible. Oh, I can't take that, Brother Don. It's a good thing you didn't live in the days of Paul then, because Paul wrote a lot of things you couldn't find in the Old Testament. And yet Peter called it Scripture. Notice this. The mysteries come down from God as the Word and reveals the entire revelation of God. Then the Godhead and everything else is settled. All the mysteries, serpent seed, and whatever more is to be revealed. As I study, and I've studied a lot over the years, and I find it amazing. You take a scripture and you run it through, look at this guy's opinion and that one, and you think, wow, we needed a prophet. This and say, all oh, the millennium is spiritual. And I say, no, the millennium ain't spiritual, it's natural. And I say, no, it's sort of both. It's spiritual, natural, spiritual, so, sort of. And there's three gods, and then there's two gods, and then there's, and on the other things they say, think, wow, what understanding, especially the man age. But every one of them, every one of them had error. That's why God sent us a prophet. You didn't just need a pastor. You didn't just need an evangelist. You needed a prophet. It was so dire, friends, that God said, Behold, I'll send to you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he says, If I don't send him, I'll smite the earth." was a curse that ministry kept that off of us by the grace of God oh brother Donnie I've been wanting to show you something that I, I read in this commentary and I found it word for word and brother Branham I imagine I could show you a lot as well as a matter of fact I was sitting studying the other day I thought praise God that's exactly word for word what Brother Bram said, except it was sitting in 1796. 
Do you all honestly think Brother Branham was the first one to come up with the doctrine of serpent seed? The serpent seed was preached in the 1200s. And it was preached by Moses before that. Preached by Jesus in St. John 8. Don't you understand? Why am I saying this to you? It's that spirit of organization that hangs around us. Wants to make us think it's us and nobody else. And then Satan keeps excluding and makes your circle smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And before long, there ain't nobody but you and your wife and your two boys. And you're getting concerned about her. That's what this mentality does. I don't want that mentality. Brother Bam tells us when they drawed him out of a circle of fellowship, you know what he done? He didn't send an A-bomb to their circle and blow them up. He drew the circle bigger. That's the spirit this message was delivered in. I don't want to just see Brother Branham. I want to see Luther. Wesley, I'm going to see that colored guy that was out there on Azusa Street. My, you imagine God using that guy and his eyes crossed over. My, what a reproach, a black man that God would use a black man to kind of forerun something. Man, I can't wait to grab a hold of that guy's neck, hug his neck, shake his hand. Did they have all the truth? No, but neither did you. Now, I don't want to shake you too much, but we probably don't have it all tonight. We're probably standing right here tonight believing things that's wrong. We don't know it yet, but maybe this weekend, God will enlighten us on something and say, Lord, have mercy. I've been believing that for years. I didn't even know it was wrong. But you see, if you got the Holy Ghost, when you hear it's wrong, you'll straighten it out. Let's read this and we'll go a different direction, Lord willing, next Wednesday night. First seal, page 127. At the end of the Pentecostal age, we're supposed to receive according to the word as God helped me tonight to show you through here. We're here to receive a messenger that will take all those loose ends out there and reveal the whole secret of God for the rapturing of the church. I mean, believes we need sanctification. I'll tell you, a lot of the message folks could use a good dose of sanctification. Right? We need the gifts. Oh, I know a lot of message folks don't believe them. The prophet said, I can show you where God put them in. You show me where God took them out. They're still in there. That's right. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight, Lord. I know for whatever reason, sometimes these Wednesday night services seem to be a little bit tough, Lord. But, Lord, we want to be found standing on the side of the right. Keep us from that old spirit of organization, would you, Lord? I know they may wonder sometimes why I strike Reaganism and strike a personality and this and that. God, if they could hear and see what I see and hear around the world. 
And how that Satan loves to take a man that has a position and turn him into an idol or an image that people begin to look to him and make him everything. They would see why, Lord. We don't never want that here. I pray, God, that you'd help each of us to keep you the center of our life. We thank you for every, every servant of God. And you've sent us great men of God. But we want to put none of them up on a pedestal. Because all men are human beings and they will make mistakes. No doubt you had some of Brother Brenham's human failures and things recorded. So it would help balance up those who desire to be balanced. We understand there's an element around the message that makes every word that he said infallible. Which is a lie compared to what he said. He said, I am not infallible. And he said, I've told you to be careful what you're listening to. Because there's so much of this is the human part. The human side. No, I wasn't prophesying that Martin Luther King would lead those millions to their deaths. I was just saying maybe that it would. So Lord, we thank you. That such a servant of God was able to put before us the human part. We thank you. We can see it. Today, Lord, when they're making him the Holy Ghost, as I heard it said the other day that he was St. John 14 and the comforter and the guide, and as I heard it said on Monday that he was the one who showed John the entire book of Revelation, and he was John's absolute. Lord, I thank you for the truth. I thank you for this prophet messenger. But I'm so grateful we're able to keep him what you made him. And that was a man. People get mad at me and they have over the years because they think I make Brother Branham a man. But they're, they're, they're mixed up, Lord. I didn't make him a man. You did. You left him a man. And we're so grateful, Father. We can follow a man like that. That can admit that he lied. He could come back and tell us. The worst mistake I ever made in my life, friends, when I listened to my mother-in-law instead of listening to God. And I know that I will have to answer for many, many thousands of souls at that day because I did not go out the first time. Then he could come down in 63 and tell us every time I come back down in the valley, he was in Jeffersonville, I break out in the hives. And everything's real spooky and dark. And he said, he still makes it hard on me. Because I didn't go out when he called me. I can follow a man like that. I can't follow a man that these message people have conjured up. They have made a William Branham that never existed. They have made one that was Gabriel, Michael, God, Christ, the Holy Ghost. No William Branham ever existed. A William Branham that was born a sinner and born lost. Needed the Holy Ghost. Needed to repent. Even three months after the seals preached standing in the gap and asked the people to pray for him, he would regain that love he lost during his complex. And you never took sides with him, but you rebuked him and took sides with the people. But he was such a man that he could stand and tell us how many preachers in the message today would ever make such a tape and tell those things about themselves. We can follow a man like that, Lord. We didn't need a perfect prophet.
we had a perfect Savior. We're not looking for a perfect pastor, a perfect song leader, a perfect piano player, a perfect organ player. We're not looking for perfect church members. We have a perfect sacrifice. And that sacrifice makes us acceptable. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I thank you so much for sending Brother Branham to us. But I'm so grateful, Lord, and all the nonsense that goes around that we're able to keep him in his right place. And he said he deserves no more honor than to be called one of the brethren. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your truth tonight, Lord. We pray that you'd be with us as we depart this week. A couple more days left in the work week. May you be with your children, Lord. May you bring us back this weekend. We come gathering with great anticipation, Father. Oh, my, as I sat last night looking, Lord, this morning, this afternoon, the things, dear God, that lays ahead of us. Such an exciting time. Amen. Yet, Lord, we have people that are sick and have needs. And Father, we ask that you'd be mindful. Praise God. Before we go, I wonder if you just turn and lay your hand on the person standing by you. Maybe someone here sick tonight, someone discouraged. Glad to see Brother Horn back with us tonight. Tell me looking at him, he still ain't feeling 100%. Others sure have needs in their bodies, no doubt people streaming. Whatever your need is tonight. Let's call on that mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Heavenly Fathers, we have our hands one upon the other. Lord, we know until the rapture comes, we have to deal with these mortal bodies. The Holy Ghost doesn't make us exempt from sickness or disease or trouble, tumors, growths, high blood pressure, pneumonia, depression, all kinds of things, Father. But Lord God, what you tell us in your word is many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. It's also written in your word, they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Father God, we ask you tonight in the name of Jesus. Moses was able to raise that rod in his hand. Supernatural things happened because as long as Moses had the rod, God had the rod. Well, Father, your prophet has taught us the name of Jesus Christ is the rod in a believer's hand. We wave that rod tonight over your sick children, over those that are oppressed. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, may tumors leave their bodies. May blood pressure come back to normal. Those, Lord God, that are struggling with oppression or those that are struggling with marriage problems, I wave the rod tonight. Not as a magical potion, but a power given to the believer that Satan has to bow to the name of Jesus Christ. We do not cast out devils in the name of William Branham or Billy Paul Branham or Donnie Reagan or some other mortal, but we take the name of our God the name, the human name of redemption that you took upon yourself and that's the Lord Jesus Christ and we speak to Satan tonight and say you are defeated. Leave God's people. We claim our property. 
I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Amen. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of your heart. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will. Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name, but ask and you shall receive. If any two of you on earth agree as touching anything, it shall be done. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. By his stripes we were healed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The mighty run into it and are safe. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. You're our mighty God. Heavenly Father, we don't want the government of a man running our church. We don't want the government of Donnie Reagan or, Lord, a bunch of men that will try to say, you can't preach the truth and you can't do this. We want the Holy Ghost to be the overseer. We want the Holy Ghost to heal the sick. We want the Holy Ghost to cast out devils and bring deliverance and peace to your children. We believe as long as we give you that free course, There'll always be a place, a pool, and a barren, dry desert right here on this hill, Father, by which the saints of God can be watered. Amen. Folks can be delivered and set free. Oh, hallelujah. Make it like the pools of Heshbon, Lord God, that we'll be able to come in the barren, dry desert all around us. When people are dying spiritually, we'll be able to have that fountain bubbling up, Lord. We worship you tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the truth in the days of Luther. I thank you for the truth that was in the days of Calvin, Knox, Finney, all of those men. Father, we know that they was making up of the elect. Oh, sure, they lacked many, many things, but it was you making up a body. But you kept the best for last. Amen. You say this end time message, Lord, it'll cap off a bride. And through us, Knox will be raised from the dead. Through us, Calvin and the elect of that day. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Through the completion of the bride in the last day, the elect of Luther will come forth. The elect of Wesley. Praise be to God. Amen, because it will be you gathering the loose ends. As you sent your seventh angel to gather the truth, so will you gather your elect in the rapture. It all heads up in the seventh age. Thank you for it, Father. Oh, praise be to God. Don't you love him, children? Can we just raise our hands and just love him a little? Oh, my God bless you. Praise be to God. We'll walk in the light Such a beautiful light Come where the dewdrops of mercy are bright Oh, shine all around us Just before we go.
You deserve the glory and the honor. I lift my hands and worship, and I'm mad your holy name. You As we lift your holy name, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you.
is God. Ray. Let's sing this together tonight. And he's greater than the great. No one could ever take his crown away. He is more mighty than the mightiest. And he reigns from above. Be Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I would like to introduce to you in this corner. Of the good and the right Stands a champion robe in white His height exceeds the heavens And his weight outweighs the world His reach reaches everywhere His age is evermore He is than the high and he's greater than the great no one could ever take his crown away he is more mighty than the might and he reigns from above undisputed undefeated champion of love. You're dismissed tonight. Sing as you go. He left his hometown to enter this arena raise his hands in victory you and me. His angry mob they crucified King who wore the crown, and they gladly watched this champion go when down. But I will never count him out, for I am a witness of the day he arose to claim the title, champion.